0: Wasn't Sean Higgins magnificent last night?
1: Well, he's had uh, another magnificent season, unfortunately punctuated by uh, a shoulder injury this year, which probably deprives him of a third straight best and fairest, although Ben Cunnington in particular would uh, have been in the frame for that anyway. Uh, Sean, good to have you with us, and uh, well done the Kangaroos, 22-point winners. Uh, Under a now appointed coach who, uh, along with his players, managed to uh, avoid that... Sort of Damocles because normally once the appointment's made, the team starts losing again. <laughs> was it the first step on a, a new journey or uh, business as usual now that you've had a few weeks under Reese?
2: Uh, thanks, Jim. Yeah, to be honest, it was probably a little bit of both. And the first quarter probably followed trend lines, didn't it? It wasn't, it wasn't great viewing it. Uh, but we got the ship back aligned at, at quarter time and surely was fantastic with that. But it's been a big month for him. He's, he's had constant Pressure on him in terms of uh, whether he'd be the coach and whether he wanted to and whether uh, he'd be the, the best fit. And He's handled himself really well. He's, he's both at the front. Uh, it was a big day, a big week for him and his family. It was also a really big night and weekend for the football club, which continues today. We're down at Arden Street for the VFL game, and then we'll continue tonight as well.
0: Yeah, happy birthday to the North Melbourne Football Club. And you're right. I mean, it was—you imagine—would have felt the pressure of wanting to win for your new coach and for this great historic moment for the North Melbourne Football Club, Sean, But it wasn't looking that way at quarter time. What did Reece say to you at quarter time?
2: Yeah, he was actually um, to the surprise of what a lot of people would would, would want to have said at quarter kind of time. He came down and said, "Look, let's just relax." And, get back to the way that we prepared and what we spoke about at at quarter time and what happened in that first quarter is gone now we can't do anything about it, let's get back playing our football and I think it put us at at ease and we knew we were getting done around the ball and and we knew no one really got their game going, along with the whole team as well so a couple of big deep breaths, he reassured that the way we wanted to go about it was still the right way to get back and concentrate on that and Things started to go a little bit better around the football. We got the ball moving forward. Uh, we controlled their ball movement. I thought we defended really well on the back of that for the last three quarters. Uh, maintained the ball in our forward half and, and scored on the back of it. Shaun, sure, just one observation, even from the outside on Roosh Shaw. I mean, coaches can be stress carriers, and I'm sure over your time in footy, you know what I mean, but yeah, you know, some coaches yeah. get stressed, players get stressed. He seems to have a great ability to uh, act calm, be calm, and that calmness, you know, comes over onto the players then. Yeah, you're right, Lee. There's something about it, right? I don't know, that's really, um, to hear, but you feed off that, and it's contagious throughout the week, and particularly, you know, on a Friday night, big game for the footy club, for him um, and all of us to get jump like we did. Um, you can be doubting yourself, and, and it can go one or two ways there. And, um, I mentioned what he said to us, but it does. You feed off that energy um, to get going, and he continued that at half time. Um, and you summed it up well because there is something about his calmness, but his energy that gets the boys going.
1: Sure. Jimmy Bartell here, congratulations on the win, and your form again is absolutely super. You mentioned that calmness, the positive energy. Do you feel that's reflective of you know players wanting to re sign and the attraction to come play at North Melbourne?
2: Yeah, well, I hope so because. Um, Stories. It, that was one thing um, we noticed when he first came here. And, and you would have heard early days, throughout the pre-season, a lot of our backs who he was working with uh, loved what, what he was doing with them, with building the relationships, really getting all of them involved. Um, he spent so much time with players on the floor and out on the ground at nights, dinners and these sort of things. And It's just authentic. He, he loves to spend time with players. And now that's spread to the whole playing group. So I think we're all feeling that. Um, last night was a really pleasing night And, and we hope we can t- continue that for the next three weeks And then continue to build over the summer
1: If I'm able to take you back a little bit You obviously, you were at the doggies, you had your injuries You were one of the first sort of free agents to move When all that was going down Now we see it every year, plenty of players But what attracted you to North Melbourne?
2: Yeah, I, it was back to that relationship And I know it was a, a different regime and team then But with Jeff Walsh, Cam Joyce and Brad Scott um, the faith and belief that they showed in me and uh, when I met with them there was something that just felt right um, and that's been continuous the whole time that I've been here and a number of people have mentioned that it's come from other clubs and also guys that have drafted into the footy club as well and guys that have been here for 10 plus years that there's something ingrained in the walls here that um, it's a really good feel and I think it's just a place that gets the best out of people
1: We've all wondered what it was like for Brett Delidio watching um Richmond win a premiership in 2017. What about you watching the Dogs win in 2016, Sean? Did you have deep reflection out of that? Yeah,
2: look, it's probably slightly different circumstances. Um, myself and Brett, I'm not sure how he felt, but I was, I was wrapped for the boys because I was, um, I found myself in a really good place. And things clearly weren't working for me there. Um, I would be playing football then or now if I continued to stay there. So. Um, it was, a, it was a great result for me to be able to move and, um, and enjoy the football and play the football that I had. And also for the guys that stayed there and uh, put so much time and effort into that football club and to cap off careers for like Matty Boyd and Dale Morris and these sort of guys who are good mates with. Um, I was wrapped for the footy club because I know how much work that those guys put in.
0: That's a pretty big statement, Sean. I mean, you're one of the stars of the competition and certainly of your own club, and yet you don't think you would have been playing today if you'd stayed at the Bulldogs?
2: Uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's pretty evident. Yeah, I've mentioned that before, but um yeah, it was it was it was why I moved. I needed a fresh start. I, I thought I still had a lot of good football in front of me and still had my best football in front of me. Um and sometimes you just need to change your environment.
0: So you were unhappy there. I I know you've said it before. You're clearly very happy now. What does next year look like for you? What's the circumstance now? Have you you spoken to the club about all of that?
2: Um, Well, briefly, uh, there was a lot of uncertainty, obviously, with the coach, and that's been a short-term signing in terms of when that happened, only a number of days ago. So um, we'll continue to talk. I I still feel like I've got a, a lot of football... In front of me, so um, yeah, I, I hope that works out.
0: So, you hope, you hope to sign a new deal with the Kangaroos? That's your preference, obviously.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm looking to extend, um, and then obviously, with the announcement of the coach in recent days, um, where we'll pick up talks in the near future, hopefully.
1: You'll be 32 at the start of next season, Sean. Um, is 32 for a well conditioned footballer who's really looked after himself the new 28?
2: Well, uh, for me it is, because i miss missed a lot of football. Um, I pride myself on the way that I prepare and maintain my body and the work that I put in from Monday to Friday. So, look, I still feel great. Uh, I've only just played over 200 games, so I feel like there's plenty of football left in me. and um, I don't feel 31 turning 32, so uh, I take it you'll... Um, you can continue to play if you're only as old as you feel, and I still feel like i I've been 20 so I'm excited for what I can do in the next few years. One of those issues with the ageing process in general, Sean, I reckon, is you, you think more often but cl- players are going, or clubs are going to just definitively say you're going to have every seventh week off. In other words, that that's the way of getting the best out of the slightly older bodies by by, by trying not to be playing sort of 15 games in a row, for instance. Yeah, and I think that also leads into the pre-season of what you do, particularly through October and November, and um, you know, we've got a fitness level that we can maintain, there's, there's great uh, evidence in different forms of training, and I think that's been the biggest change in the last five to ten years, that there's tailored programs for individuals to make sure that they do the work that's needed for them, but while at the same time looking after their bodies, and I heard Nick Rewalt talk the other week, actually, about this, and and he said that he didn't run pre-Christmas for the last six years of his career just to look after his knees and was still one of the fittest players in the competition. And I drew a lot of um, positivity and, uh, from Rob Murphy in terms of what he was able to do. He missed a lot of footy through his early to mid-20s and then watching him, he just looked like he was playing his best footy in his 30s. Um, and I thought, well, I missed a bit of footy and hopefully I could do that as well. So I think that's why I'm feeling good um, and hopefully that's
0: Continue. have you did you break your nose last night
2: I did yes yeah. so sorry if I sound a little bit um nasal But the nose is uh, packed full of gauze uh, at the moment just to stop the bleeding
0: Oh, well, I'm sorry to hear that, but obviously you'll be right for next week, the way you're talking. Have you actually ever had a broken nose previously, Sean, and that's been straightened, for instance, in,
2: in over your playing career? Because I always say, don't get it straightened until the end, because it's a waste of time in between. <laughs> <it. laughs> you no, know, one said that to you today, man, because you've got know, get that straightened up. I said, I might just wait in case I pop another one. <laughs> yeah. so,
0: the
2: docs did a good job last night, and straightened it is, as much as they could, so um, no drama at all.
1: I think you said the, uh, something about the coach saying breathe easy at, at quarter time. Uh, you wouldn't have been breathing easy after you had that strapping put on. It reminded me of Chris Judd a few years ago in a game here on a Friday night. I guess you, you can breathe through your mouth, but um, it would be a little uncomfortable, I'd imagine.
2: It was a little bit um, difficult, but when you're out there, yeah, you're in the heat of it. So no diamonds at all, more difficulty trying to sleep last night, to be honest.
1: Sean, great to have a chat with you uh, and uh, keep up the great work with the Kangaroos.
2: Great, thanks. thanks you, like. Sean.
1: Sean Higgins, start North Melbourne midfielder best and fairest of the last two years.